Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. So uh, it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know, a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you. And, you know, they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolutionary theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about Baltoads? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again. This is the Atheist Roundtable, and I'm the host of the Atheist Roundtable podcast. My name is Andrew Garber. I want you to send me all of your friend requests on Facebook. Go and like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable on Facebook. You'll get exclusive, uh, not really exclusive because it's totally live on Facebook, but you'll get to see those videos that I do and those little five-minute intros that I do for the show that go on the Facebook uh, feed. So that's your incentive to go to Facebook, like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable. And if you are satisfied with stuff that you get from iTunes or whatever podcatcher that you are using, that's awesome. Please go and leave me your oh-so-coveted five-star review on whatever podcatcher that you're using to listen to my show. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are just freaking awesome. You guys are the reason that the off, that the awesome sauce is able to flow. Yeah. Speaking of being happy, you know what people always tell me makes should make me the happiest is this idea of heaven, right? Heaven is supposed to be the most amazing, beautiful, fantastic place that could ever possibly be imagined. And they're a little bit more awful, right? That's what heaven's supposed to be. And uh, so, some, some of the hardest beliefs that we uh, apostate, we, those of us who have left religion behind, right, some of the hardest beliefs that we have to let go of are those concerning the afterlife. I mean, hell will terrify you for decades after you stop believing in an actual hell. Heaven, mourning heaven, is like mourning a close relative who's passed away, right? I mean, these are beliefs that are just become super ingrained into our being. I mean, when I was a believer, back when I was a Catholic, I contemplated the afterlife all the time. I mean, like, what would heaven be like? Who would I meet when I got there? all of the relatives that I took away when I was a child that I'd actually be able to meet and talk to. Where would I go? Would there be roads paved of gold, all of those things? I, I even contemplated hell, too, and the torture that the people there were getting, and were they, was that torture even deserved? 
And because I was Catholic, I also considered things like limbo and purgatory. But, uh, you know, it just, it just bothered me that uh, my path to reason and logic, that the path that I felt was being guided by reason and logic was leading me to hell. But tonight, I don't want to talk about hell tonight. I want to talk about just the idea of heaven. And maybe we'll talk about the idea of um, the idea of hell and some other thing. Uh, it, it, it just seems like heaven is this big carrot on a stick routine. You know what I'm talking about? I was reading um, a Muslim's blog uh, the other day. Now, this particular blog was talking about how non-Muslims just seem to be super fascinated by the whole 70 virgins when you get to heaven thing, right? And that's the only thing that uh, non-Muslims ever think about when they are talking about Muslim heaven, right? And I have to say that, uh, well, the writer got me there, right? <laughs> that, uh, that is actually the first thing that I think about when I think about Muslim heaven, as I was saying to virgin. And, and the point of this particular blog was that the point of heaven, right, wasn't the virgin, right? Or it's not about the virgin. It's that, that heaven is a reward, right, for people who choose the right religion or are lucky enough to be born into it or whatever. The, the, the people who had followed the right dogma, who had lived their life according to the prescription of the proper prophets, right? I mean, it was in, in, in I think that my problem with heaven isn't that you get virgin, right? But in fact that uh, that religion thinks that virgins are the kind of reward that I want in order to do the right thing. Let me start with this. So what is the right thing to do? Right? There's a whole morality thing here about how we tell right from wrong. Right? The question of right and wrong or which – I think questions of right and wrong are supposed to be hard. Right? They are supposed to keep us up at night, wondering if we got it right, wondering if we could have done better. Right? We should always be pondering our personal code of morals and ethics and looking for ways to make them better. Right? As soon as we think that we have somehow uh, miraculously constructed the, the perfect moral code, we are doomed to fail at morality, I think. Right? I think morality is a in itself a progressive kind of idea that you always have that the only way to truly be moral is to find a way to be more moral today than you were yesterday. Right? That whole of morality is all about. Uh, and I did I've done all kinds of shows about the moral problem. Uh, we can just agree, can't we, that religion is just no place to find morals. Okay, right. If if it were, we'd see that religions agree on what's right and wrong, right? And of course they don't. But I mean, maybe they do, 
do some uh, golden rule overlap. Okay, maybe there's some Venn diagram that's might happening there. But look, if you uh, show me a religion that says play nice with other religions, right? Then I might start listening to you. And look, when it comes to heaven, right? When it comes to this idea of a awesome, glorious afterlife, right? It doesn't really seem to talk about, it doesn't seem to address what it is that you're doing that's moral. Like the idea of an afterlife is talking more about why you should do the right thing, whatever that is, right? Like this afterlife idea isn't so much about that you know, struggling between a trolley car uh, thought experiment, right? It's not about trying to figure out which way we should go and how to make better moral systems. It doesn't seem to really be about that. It seems to be about motivation. Why do I need to get this right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I were going to tell you that morality is doing better today than you did yesterday, why do you want to do better today than you did yesterday, right? What is, what is, it, what is it that's making you want to do that? And for a lot of believers, I think the answer is some kind of eternal reward or the avoidance of some kind of eternal punishment, Right? I mean, that seems to be the whole point of this, is that some kind of motivational thingamajigger. I think that that misses the point, right? In a story that I used to read to my kids for bedtime, uh, there's this little boy who's, uh, who, who's trying to impress an emperor with uh, with flowers, right? And uh, the problem is, is that uh, he didn't get a, he didn't get a flower to grow, right? The, the emperor gave out uh, a seed to all the children, and all the children, all the other children have like be- big, beautiful flowers, and this one kid just didn't get a flower to grow. But he said, "Hey, you did your best. Your best." good enough to present to the emperor. I just love that line. Look, do your best, right? The reason that you want, if, if, if doing your best is something that you want to do, that's really all the motivation that you ever need to explain to want to be better tomorrow than you were today. If doing your best, if something, it's, if, if that's ever been a thing that you've ever wanted to do, that's all the motivation I think that you would ever need in order to want to improve yourself. I don't think that you need some kind of eternal reward uh, or, or the avoidance of some kind of eternal punishment in order to just do your best, right? Now, sometimes when you do your best, you don't grow a flower, right? And Sometimes when you do your best, you do amazing work. But I think the point is that you just do your best. I mean, is there a reward, really, that's better than you know it, that 
you did your best. And don't get me wrong, right? It's not that I don't like rewards. It's not that it's not satisfying to win a contest. It's not like it's not satisfying to have the biggest flower at a flower growing contest, right? But it, that's not necessarily the point. Used to say Coke Cash uh, when that was a thing. I used to say Camel Cash back when that was a thing, right? Before some at that decided that the reason people smoke is because they got free lighters from some nonsense. But the thing is, is that I shop at Kroger, really, because it's close to my house. I like soda, and, well, Coke is my favorite. And uh, nicotine is addictive, right? In other words, I do all those things without the rewards. Uh, And I ought to be able to do the right thing without a reward either, right? Or that the reward can just be knowing that I did my best at what I was trying to do, knowing that what I wanted to do put forth my best effort. Maybe next time when I do it again, my best effort will be even better. Right? Right? Uh, So now in heaven, or that's, at least the Muslim heaven that I've decided to pick apart tonight because it's got 70 virgins in it, right? In Muslim heaven, you uh, get to experience all the pleasures of earth without consequence, right? In other words, you can eat and never be full or gain weight. You can have sex with your 70 virgins that are always virgins. You can drink and drink and never be drunk, blah, 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 you get the idea, right? All the things that you want to indulge in, you can indulge freely all the time. Woo! Um, you know, that sounds horrible. It just sounds horrible. Don't you think that sounds horrible? That is not the kind of heaven that, that, that tantalizes me in the least bit. How tempted are you? Really? Think, 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 think about what this heaven is. It's the heaven where you can eat the, the, the most carbolicious meals all the live long day. You'll never get full. You'll never get crazy. You have sex with your 70 virgins. They're always virgins. They're just always there, and they always want to do that for whatever reason. I mean, that heaven? Wow. I, I don't even know what I would do with 70 virgins. I mean, it's like now I've got eternity, so I've got time to teach every single one of them the kinds of things that I like and the kinds of things that I don't like. And yeah, I know I'm a guy. My likes and dislikes are probably able to be guessed by, like, everybody. But that's not the point, right? There are some things that I don't like, and there are some things that I really like. And I don't understand why I wouldn't want to be with just one person who knows how to do the dirty dance with me instead of having to have 70 people just be all thumbs around with me giggling at a hoo-ha, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I get that, you know, in life, people can become uh, sexually satisfied or sexually uh, saturated or whatever with with a person, and, and they get, and things get dull. But you know, that's that's why AdamandEve.com is a thing. Yeah, it is. Use code word Gloria checkout or something. I mean, go AdamandEve.com. Use it. My point is, is that after I'm dead, I don't want to eat and enjoy the taste of food. I don't want to have sex for pleasure. I don't want to drink. The idea of drinking alcohol and not getting intoxicated baffles my brain. I don't. Uh, why else would you possibly ever drink alcohol except to get intoxicated? Now, look, my point is, is that eating and drinking and having sex, that's what life is for. You, you don't do those things when you're dead. You do those things when you're alive. If I didn't do it while I was alive, why would I think that a good time to start doing those things would be after I'm dead? I mean, what? As if, as if there was a virgin who, on their deathbed, their last dying thought was, gee, I'm going to die, and I'm finally going to lose my virginity in heaven. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. That, no, no, no. That does not happen. Look, I don't understand why my Muslim, my Muslim friends who's totally not listening to this podcast, but if you are a Muslim, listen, I don't understand why we all just can't enjoy a good pork chop today while we're alive. Right? I don't understand why we all can't share a BLT together right? today while we're all still alive. I'm confused why we shouldn't have sex now while we can. Hey, Muslim dudes, why is alcohol banned in this life and not in the next. I mean, I'm diabetic, so I don't drink alcohol, but I still, you, you've got to explain to me the appeal of drinking alcohol and not getting drunk, right? I, I, I just, it, that, that is, that is uh, I don't understand that idea at all. Look, religions want Religions think they have to tempt you with these promises of eternal pleasures once you're dead in order to entice you to follow the rules, right? Like some kind of eternal hand job if you just do the right things now. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't see the appeal. And I really do, honestly. I do see the appeal of just wanting to do your best every day to be your best, right? I mean, isn't that the lesson that your mother taught you? Do your best, be your best every day. Isn't that what we were, isn't that 
the moral lesson of like every doggone story ever. Do your best. Be your best. That's it. I don't know how or why it gets so much more complicated than that. And I don't know how or why so many religious people think that you have to have this weird, convoluted rewards possibly think that that's working. I mean, I guess maybe, I suppose, it, it, it does work. I mean, I guess maybe, I suppose, it has worked. I mean, there are, in fact, examples, I'm sure, of people who do ridiculous, crazy things because they think that heaven, the reward of heaven, is a promise. God has made to right? I mean, I don't I just think that the better motivation would be something much simpler. I don't know why you'd ever ban something on earth and make it the thing that you get to do in heaven. Whose crazy idea is that? No wonder people are and people are lining up to go to Muslim heaven, right? I mean, it's not like we don't see people who are constantly trying to get into Muslim heaven. Um, not, not, not saying that there aren't people who are trying to get into Christian heaven, some other kind of heaven. But, you know, somebody is finding those 72 virgins awfully tempting is what I'm trying to say. A long time ago, um, when my wife and I were just kind of, I'm going to get to hell now. A long time ago, uh, when my wife and I were just kind of talking about these kinds of things, she stopped the conversation short. Said, "You know what? Sometimes I miss hell." And I went, "What? You miss hell? I'm about I was thinking about doing a show one night about how the idea of hell sticks around with." For decades after they leave religion behind, you this hell? And uh, she said, "Yeah, you know there was a time in my life when um, the idea that every day at noon Hitler's getting the pineapple shoved up his ass—that really, <laughs> that really gave me a good feeling inside. This idea that the wicked get punished." really gives me uh, a feeling of satisfaction. The idea that bad people get what's coming to them, even if human police don't ever catch them, right? There's an all-powerful judge who sees all, knows all, and catches all, and you're not getting away from that guy. You can get away from all the people here, but there's an ultimate judge who saw what you did and is going to punish you. Once you die, and you will die, right? You will die one day, and you're going to get yours. We had uh, Billy Graham pass away just here recently, right? We just recently had Billy Graham pass away. And for a lot of people, Billy Graham was not a nice guy. No, he was kind of bad. Yeah, he was actually kind of evil. He was really kind of bad. And while I will not ever celebrate the death of a person, right? What I mourn with Billy Graham's passing is the 
harm that he did to all the people that he encountered throughout his incredibly long life. He did a lot of harm to a lot of people, and those people deserve my sympathy way more than that guy. And that guy deserves my ire. But, and, and, and I wish sometimes, I get it, I wish that there was some ultimate justice that could be dealt to that guy, some ultimate kind of final justice that he gets, you know, some punishment that he gets for being such a horrible human being. And in the end, since I'm an atheist, all I think happens, he just dies. He just dies. Just like the rest of them. Nothing else happens. Just as as the good people go, as the bad people go, as all people go, Billy Graham wins. There isn't anything else that happens. That's just all there is. And sometimes it's nice to think that some kind of come up or something when they die. But that doesn't make it real. You know, I guess it's part of that wishful thinking that uh, that religion really enjoys throwing at you. It's part of that um, part of that wishful idea that you, this is the way we'd like things to work. Me too, I guess. Is it bad that I miss hell for other people? Is that, is that wrong? Did I make me? Leave that idea behind and make myself better tomorrow than I am today. Is that something that I should work on? What do you think? Well, I've rambled on for enough for tonight. I've rambled on enough for tonight. What I meant, getting late, Sunday night. Can't believe that you're actually still listening to me. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for all your support. I Truly love everybody who spends time listening to my stuff. I mean, it's just freaking awesome. I love you guys. You guys are the reason that I still do this. No, you're not. I'd do this if I was doing with with no listeners. I just like hearing myself talk. That's the honest truth. But you guys truly do validate me every time you download a show, every time you listen to it, every time you wait, every time you send me friend requests on Facebook or like the fan page or join me online, that just makes me feel so validated. I love it. Thank you so much. And remember that when we're talking about heaven, and there isn't a heaven in the afterlife, then what that really means is that the only heaven we could ever possibly hope to see is the one that you and I are charged with making ourselves here on this earth, right now. You and I have to be the people that make this world heaven. This is the only heaven that we'll ever have. This is the only heaven that we could ever possibly have. It's the heaven we're going to leave to our children, and it's the heaven that our children have to be able to make better for their children. This life is heaven. The only one we know we have, and it's the heaven we need to work to improve. Because, like I always say, you know, God is here. Take care of yourself. 
like fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of Atheists humanists and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided as always by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God isn't here. We are. Take care of yourselves. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.